church. I went to the Lord and I said, God, this is frustrating me. It's not working. Uh, this Wednesday night thing is not going well. And the Lord said to me, well, I never told you to do a Wednesday night service anyway. Uh, he said, that's the traditional thing that everybody does, but I didn't tell you to do it. I said, well, what do you want me to do? He said, I don't want you to do a regular midweek. He said, it doesn't fit in line with the assignment I've given you. He said, but every four to six or eight weeks, I'm going to have you bring the people together two or three nights or four nights around the word of God. I want you to teach them on the subjects I give you. He said, if you'll do that, it'll be a great success. They'll be immersed in the word and the place will go higher. And I think we can testify as to last year, each one of them was tremendous went higher and higher so this is a part of the vision of the house and then again we have sons and daughters in ministry uh, that are connected with this anointing that come in actually we encourage them to come in because there's a message that God has released to our care and has given us stewardship I believe of some mysteries of the kingdom of God and so we have men and women who come connected to this anointing and uh, I don't know have they been greeted already tonight have they been greeted? they have not pastor Charles and lady Muir are here where are you God bless you good to see you pastor Rex and lady Ricks God bless you pastor Ricks and lady Ricks. come on give them some love we appreciate them come from Georgia pastor Tyron Carter one of our ministry sons from up in the Bay Area is here and uh, if you're a, a minister of the gospel, whether you're connected to this anointing or not, we, we greet you in the name of Jesus. We know some do come by and others are watching live streaming. So give all the ministry gifts in the house a great God bless you. And then if you're a part of the place of grace, give yourself a hand for being here and being faithful. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm important too. Amen. I'm significant too. And of course, we thank the Lord for each and every one of you. And uh, this is, as I said, our first prophetic encounter. Our next one is already scheduled for April 22, 23, 24. We'll talk more about that in the coming days. How many of you were with us on Sunday night for our special time of impartation? How many of you were blessed by that night of teaching and instruction later? Come on, let's give God praise for it. I believe that great work was accomplished in the spirit. And I want to thank the Lord for that. You know, uh, these uh, prophetic encounters, these are very special times. And uh, each time we come to one, I take time to seek the Lord, inquire of the Lord about what I am to teach, what I am to minister. And then also I take the time to inquire of the Lord concerning his word to you and I relative to our giving. Once again, uh, the place of grace is a prophetic and apostolic center. Prophetic, what does that mean? It means this is a place where the word of God is being heard and declared. We're not functioning on reservation knowledge, but on revelation knowledge. The Bible says man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth not that proceed in. grab your neighbor's hand squeeze it tight and say we've got a talking God tell them that we've got a no 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 look at your neighbor and say, tell them we've got a speaking God he's talking all the time and saying things that are relevant in the now of our lives and so we believe here that God's word is never spoken to God's people merely to be heard but the word of God is always spoken to be spoken look at your neighbor and say you got to get the word in your mouth and speak it Boy, that's weak, poor, and pitiful. I said, look at your neighbor and tell him, you got to get the word of God in your mouth and speak it. I've, I've said to you before, the word of God will not come to pass in your life because God said so. 
the word of God will come to pass in your life when you say what God has said. That's why Jesus said, pray thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it, talk to me, as it, as it is in heaven. So it is there, but it's not necessarily being done here. The Bible says, thy word, O God, is forever settled in heaven, but it's not settled on the earth. Grab your neighbor's hand and tell them, for it to be settled on the earth, some son on the earth has to speak it in the earth. No, you didn't say that strongly enough. Look at your neighbor and say, for it to be settled on the earth, some son on the earth has to say it on the earth that's why the bible says let the redeemed of the lord say so and so we believe this is a prophetic house a place where we're teaching the word of god so you can get the word of god in your mouth and speak it but then also it's an apostolic house it's a place from which people are being sent and a place from which this apostolic mandate is going around the world good to see my brother Dr. Mark Thomas and his beloved wife in the house. God bless you, sir. You're looking awful prosperous there, brother. I need some of whatever you're wearing. I want, I want some of that. Give my brother a real good God bless you and my sister. We appreciate him. Uh, he warned me today he was coming. Amen. Text me and I thank God for that. Look, go to the word real quickly. Go to the word of God very quickly and look with me at... Uh, where do I want you to go? Uh, look with me at... No, that's not what I want. I got two iPads up here. I got two of them because one of them is full of notes and can't take anymore. And then I had to get another one. And all my notes haven't downloaded yet. Are you there? I said, are you there? Where do I want to go here? Let me just find it because... What did I, what, what, where did I tell you I was going? Where did I tell you I was going? See, I told them before I got here where I was going. John what? That's what I said. John 6. Go to John 6 very quickly. There it is. Verse number 20. Uh, verse number 15, actually. John 6 and verse number 15. Now, every time we come together in these prophetic encounters, I inquire of the Lord, not only about what I'm to teach, but what God's plan and purpose is relative uh, to us. Because I believe that it is the plan of God each time we come together to accomplish something significant. Nudge your neighbor and tell them, we're not here wasting time or marking time. Tell them that. Something is to be accomplished as a result of our coming together. Look at John chapter 6 and verse number 15. It says, therefore, when Jesus perceived that they were about to come and take him by force to make him king, he departed again to the mountain by himself alone. Verse 16. Now when evening came, the disciples went down to the sea, got into the boat and went over the sea toward Capernaum. And it was already dark. Everybody say, it was already dark. No, say it with some strength. Say, it was already dark. And Jesus had not come to them. Say that part. Yeah, re repeat the whole thing. Say, it was already dark. And Jesus had not come to them. Now, how many of you know it's a terrible thing when, when it seems like darkness is around and the Lord has not yet shown up 
in your life. Now, now again, this is this is this is before the finished work of Jesus. Look at your neighbor and say, "You are never without Him." Tell them that. It, so, so you don't need him to come to you. He is with you all the time. But darkness and situation can sometimes obscure his presence, if you will, or make it seem like he's not there. So the Bible says it was dark and Jesus had not come to them. Look at verse 18. Then the sea arose and because uh, the sea arose because a great wind was blowing. I was reading that and the spirit of God arrested me. He said, son, pay attention. It says that the sea rose because a great wind was blowing in other words there was something happening in the natural but the cause of what was happening in the natural was unseen you can't see wind but it's affecting the natural realm would you grab your neighbor's hand squeeze it real tight and tell them there is something unseen that is affecting what you can see. Look at your neighbor and tell him your warfare is not carnal. I wish I had somebody who would who would hear the word of God. Look at your neighbor and say your warfare is not carnal. And therefore your weaponry cannot be carnal. So the Bible says the weapons of our warfare are not carnal but they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds many times we're fighting things in the natural realm and we've got to understand that the thing we're seeing in the natural is going to be affected by something in the supernatural did you hear what the preacher just said it said so uh, the sea arose because a great wind was blowing so when they had rowed about three or four miles they saw Jesus walking on the sea and drawing near to the boat and they were afraid but he said to them it is I do not be afraid I want you to get this Jesus is walking on the water look at verse 21 then they willingly received him into the boat and immediately everybody say immediately and immediately the boat was at the land where they were going now I was reading this and the Spirit of God said to me he said son pay attention it is possible by the anointing of God, it is possible for men and women, look at your neighbor say human beings, human beings. Uh, human beings, human bodies. It is, it is possible for those of us that are still in this flesh and blood body, by the anointing of God and by the Spirit of God to overcome natural law. You didn't hear what I just said. Now you're gonna, we're gonna go deeper in this tonight and even a little bit more tomorrow. But I want you to understand that Jesus here does it. He, this is not a spirit walking on the water. This is a man, flesh and blood, anointed with the spirit of God. Now look at your neighbor say, he's not telling you to go try this. No, 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 I need you to say that because I wanna make it clear. Look at your neighbor say, he's not telling you to go try this. See, Jesus was obviously authorized to do it. The father told him he could do it and therefore he did it. He said, I only do what I see my father doing. But I want you to get the point here. He overcomes natural law to bring deliverance to his children that are trusting him. 
and he overcomes number one the law of gravity he's walking on water touch your neighbor say that's impossible in the natural no you're not talking strong enough tell him that's impossible in the natural but this is a man anointed with the Holy Ghost doing it are you there he overcomes the law of distance the Bible says that uh, they had rode three or four miles now how do you know it's faster to row than it is to walk are y'all there but Jesus shows up three or four miles from the shore walking on the water so he didn't walk just a little way he walked three or four miles are y'all here grab your neighbor's hand and say that's supernatural Look at your other neighbor, the one you don't talk to as much, and tell him he just overcame natural law. Yeah, he covered three or four miles in the space of moments. Watch this. Then the Bible says he also overcame in this passage the law of time. The Bible says the moment he gets into the boat, the boat is immediately where it's going. I want you to grab your hand, squeeze it real tight, and tell them the Holy Spirit is telling you and I something. That by the anointing, natural law can be overcome. It can be suspended. God can do supernatural things with those who will trust Him and His Word. The Bible says, then they willingly received him. In other words, their will was involved. You've got to allow the anointing into your situation. You've got to release the anointing to go to work in your situation. Everybody say, you have to be willing to do it. But how many of you understand when you and I are willing to put the word of God to work, that anointing goes to work in a situation. Now here's what the Spirit of God said to me. He said to me to tell the people over these next several weeks, he's going to be literally suspending natural law in your favor. I don't know who I'm talking to, but somebody needs to hear the word of the Lord. Look at your neighbor and say, something supernatural. You're not talking strongly enough. Look at your neighbor and say, something supernatural is going to happen in your life in your circumstance that's going to overcome natural law it's going to suspend regular situation in other words what's supposed to happen naturally is going to be overcome by the anointing of god on your behalf i wish i had somebody who believed the word are you still here i don't know who i'm talking to but specifically as i was praying this afternoon the Spirit of God said, I'm, I'm going to overcome the law of time for some people. What should take five or six weeks is going to take four or five days. What should have taken you six months to come out of, you're going to come out of in about a week. And people are going to be scratching their head. I don't know who I'm talking to. Even sickness and disease is going to be overcome. In a, so I said, well, it's going to take a year for you to recover from this. You'll be out of it in 90 days. Hear the word of the Lord. But grab your neighbor's hand, squeeze it tight, and tell them this is not magic. There's an anointing that causes these things to occur. 
Now I want you to lay your hands upon yourself and I want you to bow your heads and close your eyes because the Holy Spirit said this to me and he said over the next three nights he said I want you to declare this truth to every hearer. I want you to tell them I am doing this in the lives of my people who will trust you financially, circumstantially, situationally. God is doing this very thing and here's what he said to me. He said, I want you to encourage the people as they sow and as they give to trust me in this area. Lay your hands upon yourself. We teach you here at the place of grace that in the new covenant, your seed and my seed doesn't get God to give us anything. He has already given us all things, the Bible says, that pertain to life and godliness. Paul writes to the Corinthian church and he says, all things are yours look at your neighbor say it's already yours you didn't say it strong enough tell your neighbor it's already yours it's already been settled in your favor you say well bishop then what does my giving do what does my sowing do it doesn't move God it causes men to cooperate with the plan of God on your behalf Jesus even said give and it shall be given to you good measure pressed down shake it together and running over not shall God give to you but shall men give into your bosom I need you to lay your hand upon your brother lay your hand upon your sister and tell them somebody you know y'all gonna make me come down here why do you make me work so hard on night one you always make me work hard on night one lay your hand upon your brother lay your hand upon your sister tell them somebody some human individual is going to be moved by the Spirit of God to help you, to assist you, to even suspend natural law on your behalf. As a matter of fact, somebody is going to say this to somebody I'm talking to. They're going to say, I don't know why I'm doing this. This shouldn't be done, but I'm going to do it for you. Look at your name and say, somebody has to favor you. You new creation, you. Somebody has to do it. Somebody has to. Your credit is bad, somebody's got to favor you. Don't have the down payment, somebody has to favor you. Now lay your hand up on yourself. The Spirit of God said to me, over the next three nights, he said, I want you to challenge and ask me he said I asked him I'm not asking you he said ask me for 70 people he said when you speak this over the next three nights there will be 70 over the next three nights he said on Friday night I want you to lay your hands upon all of them no matter what night they give I'm not gonna lay hands on you every night and again the laying out of my hands is not magic are you there it's simply a transfer and an agreement between you and I and the anointing. But here's what the Spirit of the Lord said to me. Lay your hands upon yourself. Bow your heads. He said, I want you to challenge 70 people over these three nights that will sow a seed of 220-220. This year is going to be a year, as we've been talking about, of perfecting vision. And God is going to be suspending supernatural, I mean, suspending natural law on your behalf. Now you say, Bishop McClendon, God does that all the time. Yes, he does. But when there's a prophetic word that you function under, you can expect God to do it. 
and remind him he said he would do it. Did you hear what I just said? Somebody said, well, God does that all the time. Yeah, but he ain't doing it all the time for everybody. Everybody's not seeing this kind of manifestation happen. But I declare to you as a prophet of God, you are in position to be benefited. Now, here's what the Spirit of the Lord said to me. And again, no magic in the number. The power is in the agreement. Some of you are watching me live streaming and the word of the Lord just came to you as surely as I'm talking to you. And over the next three nights, the Lord said, there will be 70. As you speak, there'll be 70. This will bear witness. Some of them are needing breakthroughs. Others of them simply know that they need to position themselves under this prophetic word. I want you to bow your head. I want you to close your eyes. I'm going to pray. If you are one of those, I want you to raise your hand after I pray. Don't do it now. After I pray. If you're watching me live streaming and there's about four or five of you that are watching me tonight and this word is for you. You say, Bishop McClendon, why 220? That's what God spoke to me about this year, 2020, for these three nights. No magic in the number, but the Bible says, believe in the Lord your God, so shall you be established. Believe his prophets, those who speak under divine inspiration, so shall you prosper. I spend time with God over every one of these, and I inquire of him about these things. And the miracle testimonies keep coming. Every head is bowed. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray now over your people. Lord, you spoke these words in my spirit. You directed me to this passage and you told me to declare to your people that you would be suspending and overcoming natural law, natural rules and regulations by the anointing on their behalf. And you showed us Jesus under the anointing of the Holy Spirit seeing this happen in his own life and ministry i decree it now i've asked you for those 70 i believe i'll receive them and as your spirit bears witness with them i decree this word come to pass in their lives if you are one of those i want you right now just to raise your hand raise it up 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 if you're one of those don't you don't have to sow it tonight just over the next three nights you're going to bring it and sow it into the kingdom of God if you are one of those people real quickly I want you to raise your hand up and the moment you raise your hand up I want you then under the direction of the Holy Ghost as I speak to you now I want you to get up and I want you to come right down here I'm going to make a decree over your life I just prayed but I'm going to make a decree over your life tonight. Come quickly if you want to, whether you're sowing it tonight or not, whether you're sowing it tonight or not, I want you to come. Now you say, Bishop McClendon, I'm not one of those. What about me? The Bible says if there first be a willing heart, it is accepted, not according to what a man has not, but according to what he has. And if you have that seed and you just don't want to give it, that's another thing. But you say, and the Spirit of God's not bearing witness with you, then you're not one of them. Don't sweat it. You sow as God directs you to sow and watch what he will do. Now, I'm one of them. I'm one of them. So there's only 69 others over the next three nights that are going to sow this. But if you are one of them, I want you to come very quickly. Ushers, help me, please. I need to get to the word of God. There are some of you watching me live streaming tonight. And God is bearing witness with your spirit concerning it. I'm going to pray for you as well. I can't lay my hands on you clearly, but if you'll sow it, I'm going to lay my hands 
upon your seed. Once we get the receipt of it, once we get the confirmation of it, I'll lay my hands upon it Friday night and we're going to believe God together. Now the rest of you that are in front of me, I want you just to get an envelope. Ushers, get an envelope in every hand. You say, prophet of God, what am I to sow? You sow whatever the Spirit of God is bearing witness with you to sow. If you're not one of these 70, the Lord only told me there'd be 70. There'll certainly be more than 70 people here over the next three nights. So not everybody is supposed to do it. But if you are one of them, then I must call you forward by the Spirit of God. Very quickly, how many do I have, guys? How many? How many are here? How many? 46 tonight. All right, that means I've got about, what, 20, 24 or so left. And I'll have every one of them by Friday night. And the people said, amen, because this anointing is being released. Now, if you are making out a check, you make it payable to CEMM, Clarence E. McClendon Ministries. If you're giving cash, the envelope is for the cash. If you want to do it on a bank or a credit card, there'll be someone right here to my right or left. Uh, and someone in the middle aisles right here to help you with that. If you're one of these up here and you're going to do it that way, the moment I make this decree and after I uh, pray over everyone else who's sowing, I want you to go ahead and do it. Those of you that are at your seats, whatever you are preparing, I want you to go ahead and prepare it and I want you to lift it before the Lord as soon as you get it prepared. If you are here and you're sowing tonight, wave your hand at me. Wave your hand at me. If you're sowing it tonight, wave your hand if you're sowing it another night wave your hand at me now okay doesn't matter which night the blessing is resting on you the thing I love about God is when you make a decision to act on his word he counts it as already done I said amen so I want you to lift up your hands all over this place and those of you watching me live streaming, I want you to get in on this. Wave your hand, wave your seed before the Lord. Whatever you're giving, wave it. Now here is the decree. I want those of you that are sowing that seed to say these words out loud. Say, in the name of Jesus, I believe the Lord. And I believe his prophets. I boldly declare, not only am I established, but I do prosper and I declare that in these days by the anointing natural law will be overcome miracles will occur supernatural breakthroughs in my life in my business in my home in my family in my dreams and my aspirations now look at your neighbor and say the word of the Lord has declared it and it is so in the name of Jesus now I want everyone to shout unto God with a voice of triumph and let's believe him together in the name of Jesus and all the people said amen if you're bringing that seed tonight come and lay it right here if you're bringing that 220 seed tonight just lay it on the altar if not Take that envelope, take it home, fill it up, let it talk to you. In the name of Jesus, ushers, I want you to get ready to serve the people of God. Come on, lift up the music. And you are holy. Yes, yes, yes. Lord of glory. 
presence of the Lord and open with me very quickly in your Bibles now to the book of Revelation the book of Revelation chapter number 10 the book of Revelation chapter number 10 and I will begin reading the word 
at verse number five. The book of Revelation, chapter number 10. I'm going to begin reading the word at verse number five. And Revelation chapter 10, verse number five is where I want to begin. Then I'm going directly from there to Revelation 11, 15 through 17. I'm getting a little hum here in the monitors. And uh, if you can fix that now, uh, uh, let me get started here. Revelation chapter 10 and verse number five. I see some of my guys. Y'all didn't think I was really coming casual tonight, did you? You didn't think I was going to get Y'all didn't think, y'all didn't, y'all didn't think I was going to, you know, I, 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 I make changes. You know, I, I told him, I told him, Mark, I like, you know, I like suits and ties, you know what I'm saying? But. Every once in a while, I, I switch it up. I may wear a suit and tie tomorrow, so don't be nervous. Don't be nervous. No, 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 no. You know, I mean, some of y'all don't feel like you're in church unless I'm suited. So, Revelation chapter number 10 and verse number 5. Now, once again, uh, whenever I r- read or teach from the book of Revelation to begin with, I always like to remind people that it's not the book of Revelations, plural, it is the book of Revelation. Singular. And the scripture says in, in the first chapter of Revelation, uh, it, it says it is the book of the, it is the revelation of Jesus Christ or the revelation of Jesus, the anointed one and his anointing. Um, Jesus declares himself in the book. Of, so, so once again, it's the revelation of Jesus, the anointed one and his anointing. So the book of Revelation is a book of the uncovering or the disclosure of the operation and operatives of the anointing before Jesus was manifested. Are you there? Because he's the anointed one. But the anointing was operating in the earth before he was manifested in the earth. Right? In the beginning was the word, the word was with God, the word was God, and the word was made flesh. You still here? Okay. And then Jesus declares himself in chapter one of the book of Revelation to be the alpha and the omega, meaning the beginning and the end, the first and the last. Alpha and omega are the first and last letters in the Greek alphabet. Wave at me and say, I knew that. Okay. So he's the alpha and the omega. He's the first and the last. And then he declares himself to be he who was. And is and is to come. come. So if the book of Revelation is the revelation of Jesus Christ and Jesus Christ is he who was and is and is to come, then it stands to reason that when you are reading the book of Revelation, sometimes you're reading was, sometimes you're reading is. Sometimes your reading is to come because it is the revelation of Jesus Christ and he is he who was and is and is to come. Are you there? So then sometimes your reading was, sometimes your reading is, sometimes your reading is to come. And in the book of Revelation, you can go in the same chapter from was to is to come and then to is, or you can start in is and go to was and then go to is to come, which is why The book of Revelation says specifically, blessed is he that reads this and understands it. Meaning it takes the blessing, the anointing of God 
to read this and understand and know whether you're reading was or is or is to come. This is why you need men and women of God who are in tune with the spirit of God so that when they're teaching you, they can tell you this is not a was, this is an is. What I'm about to read to you is an is. Did you hear what I just said? What I'm about to read to you is not something that is to come. And what I'm about to read to you is not something that was. What I'm about to read to you is something that is. You say, well, how do you know that? Because I'm wired to hear what is. That's part of the prophetic anointing. That's part of the prophetic mantle. Are you there? I said, are you there? And see, a part of the prophetic anointing is the ability, the gifting, the endowment to understand the mind, the thoughts, and the operatives of God in the now. The prophetic gift is not just someone who prophesies. Are you still here? Donkeys can prophesy. Come on, say amen to that. God used donkeys to prophesy. So, that, so prophesying does not a prophet make you. A prophet has the ability to, to discern the operatives of God, the mind of God. The now word of God. Not just to speak things that are coming. And so uh, I'm talking to you about an is. Look at your neighbor and say this is an is. Now it's very important for you to understand that. Because in verse 5 it says the angel whom I saw standing on the sea and on the land raised up his hand to heaven. And swore by him who lives forever and ever. Who created heaven and the things that are in it. The earth and the things that are in it. And the sea and the things that are in it, that there should be delay no longer. But, now, now, I've heard this preached and taught, and people shout about delay no longer, but delay of what no longer? What is no longer going to be delayed? It's not just anything you and I want to happen. God is dealing with a purpose here. Are you still here? So, so and so this angel... This angel that God is, that, that John is seeing by revelation of the Spirit in the functionality of the anointing that is upon Jesus and the anointing that is to function in the earth. He says, This angel, and remember now, angels are stewards of the mysteries of God, they hold purposes of God. I've said this to you before. Part of the revelation of the operation of angels in Scripture is that angels are holders of divine purposes. Yes. They have information of the plans of God that they are responsible for and they steward until somebody is prepared to hear it. And to receive it and work it in the earth. You say, now where do you get that? In Daniel chapter 10, the Bible says that Daniel had set himself to understand some things. And, the, and he fasted for 21 days and the angel said, from the time you set your mind to understand, I was dispatched. In other words, the moment you decided you wanted to know something in this book, I was sent to you because you wanted to know what was written in the book. You wanted to understand it. Are you there? And the angel says that when I came there, the prince of Persia withstood me he was trying to keep me from getting to you with information 
with revelation knowledge. Why? Because once you have revelation, you have authorization to get something done. Are you there? I said, are you there? And then he, he's a, so, so, so this angel had been holding this information until the right time and until somebody set their hearts to understand it. Woo. Lay your hand on your brother, lay your hand on your sister. Tell them this is happening in the earth right now. There are men and women setting their hearts to understand some things that have been written in the book but have not been disclosed yet. Oh God, I wish I had time to get to that. I don't. So, so, so watch this. So he, he says, so this angel was standing on land and sea, and 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 he swore, the angel decreed. Uh, uh, he said, he, he, he swore by him who lives forever, who created heaven and earth, things that are in it, uh, see things that are in it, that there should be delay no longer. Now, delay no longer in what? Watch this. But in the days of the sounding of the seventh angel, yeah. when he is about to sound, that the mystery of God would be finished as he declared to his servants a prophet. Now, that right there is so packed with information we could spend the rest of the week just dealing with that. I'm talking about seven days, not the two I got left. We could deal with this for seven days, but I got to cut to the chase. So I got, I have to, we, we got we to look here and see a couple things. He says that, that there would be delay no longer. Look at your neighbor and say, delay no longer in what? Okay, and that's something we have to answer. But in the days of the sounding of the seventh angel, when he is about to sound, now this is a very... Uh, interesting uh, uh, Greek uh, uh, construction because when it says when he is about to sound it doesn't mean that he hasn't sounded and he's getting ready to what it actually means the Greek word here is mellow which means an expectation with regard to purpose or an intention related to purposed events so it means this when the events connected to his purpose are beginning to happen yeah in other words, when the things that are connected to this angel's sounding are beginning to take place, he says there will be delay no longer. Now we got to find out what this seventh angel is sounding about. And the wonderful thing is, it's in the book. Are you there? I said, are you there? So, so, so go real quickly to Revelation chapter 11, verse 15 through 17. Because he says, in the days of the sounding of the seventh angel, when the things related to his purpose are beginning to happen, there will be delay no longer. But the mystery of God would be finished. So, there being delay no longer is connected to the sounding of this seventh angel, number one. Are y'all here? Yes. And number two, there being delay no longer is connected to the mystery of God being complete. The mysteries being finished. And while the mystery is being finished, delay is no longer. In other words, the mystery being completed is causing things to speed up. Oh God, I wish I had somebody. The mystery coming into manifestation is starting this thing, whatever this purpose is, to escalate. So, what, what is the purpose? It's connected to the sounding of the seventh angel and the Revelation 11, 15 through, I feel the Holy Ghost already. I mean, I sense him here. Uh, the Revelation 
Uh, Revelation 11, 15 through 17 tells us what this seventh angel's trumpet and sounding is about. Look at Revelation 11, uh, 15 and 17. It says the seventh trumpet. The seventh, then the seventh angel sounded. Oh, there we go. And there were loud voices in heaven saying, the kingdoms. Ah. The kingdoms of this world have become the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ, which means they weren't before, but they have become now. They are becoming now. Oh, God. The kingdoms of this world have become the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ, and he shall reign forever and ever. And the 24 elders who sat before Woo! Before God on their thrones fell on their faces and worshiped God. And they said, we give thanks. Oh, Lord God. We give thanks to you, El Shaddai. The all-powerful, almighty God. The one who is and was and is to come. Why? Why are we thanking you? Because now you have taken your power. And you are now reigning. In other words, the power is no longer potential. It is kinetic. It, it, it is no longer uh, something that is to happen. It's happening. Touch three people and say, it's happening, it's happening, it's happening. So now we know, so now we know what there shall be delay no longer in. There shall be delay no longer in the kingdoms of this world becoming the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ. Which means there's going to be an influential takeover of kingdom people in world systems. I need somebody to understand what I just said. There is going to be a deployment of kingdom people. I didn't say church folks. I said kingdom people. There's going to be a deployment of kingdom people. And he's saying there's going to, the, 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 the delay is going to be over. This, this time of hanging out in church, trying to be something in church, trying to climb over somebody to become an elder or a deacon in church. There's going to be a people with a whole different mentality. They don't even want to be anything in church. They want to be something out there, doing something significant in the world system and taking things over. Are you in the building or not? Now look at your neighbor and say, that is what is happening right now. That is why if your vision is to try to only get people in church, you're not going to be happy. Because this generation doesn't want to hang out in church. They want to actually do something with this and make a difference in the world. If you're hearing me say amen. And what this means really, if you're a pastor, if you're a leader, if you're a ministry leader, you're going to have to orchestrate your systems now not to try to get people to stay in church. That's another conversation. It's another conversation. I said that's another conversation. Now, 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 now I'm connecting this. I've taught you some of this before, but I'm connecting a couple of dots here. Look at your neighbor and say, he hasn't even really begun teaching yet. Watch. 
Watch. Now, he said, he said, in the, he said there, would, there would be delay no longer because in the time of the sounding of the seventh angel, now we know what the seventh angel sounding is about. It's about the kingdoms of this world becoming the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ. So his, his, his whole purpose, stewardship, the thing he's been holding on to are the mysteries of the kingdom. Uh, he, he's... He's been, woo, he's been holding this whole kingdom of God idea. Are you there? Yes. I said, are you there? Yes. Uh, and, 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 so, uh, and so what that means is now, <laughs> what it means is that he is now dropping nuggets. to hearing ears to men and women who have ears to hear whether they be in pulpits or in pews he is dropping nuggets about the mysteries of the kingdom to men and women who have a desire and a passion to do something in the earth for the kingdom of God hallelujah I said, hallelujah. I said, hallelujah. Lay your hand on your brother and lay your hand on your sister and tell him he's dropping nuggets. Get some. Oh God. I, I, I tell you, I'm really, I'm really praying. I'm really seeking the Lord. I'm asking him to help me understand and know how to steward this. Because this is going to look like chaos to church folks. It, 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 it's gonna look like it. Well, I don't know what even this is, but uh, I, 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 I'm ahead of myself. I'm ahead of myself. So, so, so go back, go back, go back, go back, go back, go back to Revelation 10, real quick, because he says in the days of the sounding of the seventh angel, when he's about to sound, the mystery of God would be finished. Uh, the, the 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 mystery again here. The Greek word is mysterion uh, from from the Greek root mule, which means to shut the mouth. <laughs> see, see, uh, uh, so a, a mysterion, a mystery, is a secret through the idea of an imposed silence. In other words, God has kept his mouth shut about it. He has Kebo Sunday He has imposed silence about it until somebody seeks him for it. Until somebody, oh God, until somebody, until somebody comes after him and says, "I want some of this. I want to know. I want to know. I want to know. I want to know." Uh, he, he, he has an imposed. And this is we've said this we've said this before, but this uh, this bears the understanding. See that the, that the mysteries of the kingdom are not hidden from you they are hidden for you they are hidden so people who are not in the kingdom can't get them and use them because well, because what they do is they suspend natural law they break rules no you're not listening did you get what i said see the mysteries of the kingdom cause you to get stuff before other people do cause you to be able to receive things without working 10 years like somebody else had to to get it. You're not listening to me. The mysteries of the kingdom escalate your progress. 
they cause you to rise more rapidly than education can cause you to rise. Are you there? I said, are you there? So, So God says there's been an imposed silence on some of this stuff. You can go to church and not find this out. You didn't hear what I just said to you. I, I, you didn't hear what I just said. As a matter of fact, <laughs> uh, g- going to church has been one of the greatest hindrances of kingdom understanding. Uh, but, uh, because in too many places, church doesn't teach you to have a personal relationship with the spirit of God who actually speaks and reveals mysteries to you. Are you in the building? Oh, I thought I'd be much further than this by now. Verse 7, but in the days of the sounding of the seventh angel, when he was about to sound, the mystery of God would be finished. Now, once again, what is that mystery? What is is the mystery? We've talked about this as well, but but let's do it line upon line and precept upon precept. So... We leave no stone unturned. Are you still here? I said, are you still here? So that we leave no stone unturned in what it is that we are revealing here by the scripture. Go to Colossians chapter 1, verse 24. I'm just going to start reading. I now rejoice in my sufferings for you and fill up in my flesh what is lacking in the affliction of Christ for the sake of his body, which is the church, of which I became a minister according to the stewardship from God, which was given to me for you to fulfill the word of God, the mystery. Oh, there it is. The mystery which has been hidden from ages and from generations. See, it's been a secret. It's been, there's been an imposed silence about some of this, which has been hidden from ages and from generations. But now, everybody say now, now. But now has been revealed to his saints, to them to whom the saints God will to make known what are the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ. The anointed one, the anointing in you. The hope of glory. Watch him we preach. This is who we preach. We preach Christ in you. Not Jesus in heaven. Christ in you. You didn't hear what I just said. Don't get me wrong. Jesus is in heaven. But he said, we're not here to preach about, to you about Jesus in heaven. We're here to preach to you about the anointing in you. Because Jesus in heaven died and rose and ascended and was seated to get the anointing in you. That's why he's in heaven. Because he fulfilled the assignment to get Christ in you. Did you hear what I just said? I wish I could say it again because it wasn't in my notes. Are you there? That's why he went through what he went through. To get that anointing in you. Now this is the mystery. So get it. Let's connect the dots now. He says when, when the seventh angel is sounded. The mystery is going to be being completed. So what's going to happen is. More and more saints. Are going to be getting the revelation. That the same anointing that was on Jesus. Is in them. And they don't have to wait for Jesus. To come see about them. They can work that anointing and it'll get the same results for them that it got for him. 
And when that happens, when there's a group of church folk who have gotten the revelation that Christ is in them, the kingdoms of this world are going to begin to be taken over because people aren't going to be waiting for Jesus to do it. They're going to go do it. They're going to go in to the world with that anointing. Into the world with that anointing. Into the world with that anointing. The, 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 the places of instruction are going to be places where people come to get instruction, to get the keys, to get the mysteries, to unlock the things so they can go into the world and get their stuff. You didn't hear what I just said. See, church is not, not going to be a place anymore where people come to get their consciences to feel better. Because I don't know if you've noticed, we're dealing with folk that ain't got no conscience. They don't need, they don't, they don't need, they don't, they don't need to feel better about themselves. They feel fine. See, they feel better than you with your holy, sanctified self. They feel, you're not listening to me. They feel better than you about what they don't, they don't, they don't, they ain't coming to church to feel better. So if you're not giving them something that works out there, they ain't got time for you. I don't need to feel guilty. I don't feel guilty for sin. I don't even know what sin is. As a matter of fact, I have, I don't, I don't think I've sinned at all. No, no, no. So you're laughing. That's what we're dealing with now. And you're trying to get people to, to, to repent of their sins. And they're like, I ain't got none. You got something better to offer than that? What's well, quiet in here? I said, it's quiet in here. And I, I would dare to say to you that the rejection of the world of our message is forcing us to get the right one. You hear what I just said? The rejection of the world of the message we've been preaching to them, which is really not the gospel of the kingdom, is forcing us to get the right message because they ain't listening to the one that your mom and dad. And see, Paul told us this would happen. He said, there's going to come a generation. They're unthankful, unloving, unforgiving. They, they, ain't trying to, they ain't trying to undo nothing. Are you getting this? I said, are you getting this? See, so, 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 so your ministry to them has got to be more than conscience soothing. It has to be product producing. It has to be a superior way of living. It has to be breaking rules that they can't break. Seeing things happen that they can't make happen. Seeing things occur in your and my life in three weeks that it took them a year to get done. And they scratch their heads and they wonder, what are you doing? Matthew 13. Matthew 13. Are you with me or, or not? Are, are you still here? 
okay, uh, Matthew 13 is where I want to go now. Woo! Ay, ay, ay. Matthew 13 is where I want to go now. And, uh, oh, goodness, man, there's just so much here. Um, I, I really don't want to go to Matthew 13 yet, but I better go there now. Go to Matthew 13 because it, it, it's germane. And, and see, uh, I'll get to all this over the next three days. Um, actually, go to verse 24. I'm going to come back to that. Uh, uh, 24. I'm going all the way to 36, so put as much of it up as you can. Matthew 13, verse 24. And let me say this to you before I, I read anything, that in, the, in, in Matthew 13, 24, and in the following verses after Matthew 13, 24, Jesus is teaching a number of parables about the kingdom of God. A number of parables, get the towel, about the kingdom of God. Everybody say parables. Yeah. A parable, once again, uh, a parable, again, the word parable comes from two Greek words with Latin roots, para and bole. Para and bole. Para from which we get our English word parallel and bole. Uh, so para means uh, alongside and bole means to cast or to throw. So a parabole was a story that Jesus would cast alongside a spiritual truth in order to demonstrate the spiritual truth. And he would say, I'm going to throw this story alongside a spiritual truth. And if you get the story, you'll understand the spiritual truth. So he taught them in parabolas. He taught them by throwing stories alongside kingdom principle. Now, no. <laughs> Why did he do that? Because he told, well, okay, now go up to 1311. Go up to 1311 because he answered, because it has been given to you to know the mysteries. See, those of you that are followers of mine, it has been given to you to know the mysteries. But to other people, it has not been given. So I speak in parables so that people who don't have spiritual insight can get truth. Because I don't want anybody to be missed in this. But, everybody say but. but. But those of us who are born again and those of us who are new creations have the spiritual capacity and aptitude to have these principles downloaded us by, by, by the Spirit of God. Now this is very important. I'm teaching about the kingdom of God, but I'm not teaching you kindergarten kingdom. This, look at your name. So this is the adult class. This is the adult kingdom class. Because... What I want you, okay, Matthew 13, 24. Matthew 13, 24, uh, when you're there, say, I am. And the Bible says here, another parable, another parable he put forth to them about the kingdom of God. He put forth, another parable he put forth to them saying, the kingdom of God or the kingdom of heaven is like a man who sowed good seed in his field. But while men slept, his enemy came and sowed tares among the wheat and went his way. But when the grain had sprouted and produced a crop, then the tares also appeared. So the servants of the owner came and said to him, Sir,
the tares, you also uproot the wheat with them. Let both grow together until the harvest. And at the time of the harvest, I will say to the reapers, first gather together the tares and bind them in bundles to burn them, but gather the wheat into my barn. Important. And then we're going to look at the interpretation of this parable, which is also extremely significant. He says, uh, he says, the kingdom of heaven is like a man who sowed good seed in his field. But while men slept or, or while men were not paying attention, while they were unconscious, wow. while they were not alert, oh while they were not alert, an enemy came and sowed tares among the wheat. Now, uh, 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 but 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 the grain, but when the grain had sprouted and produced a crop, then the tares also appeared. So, so now Jesus is saying something to us here about the kingdom. He's saying the kingdom of heaven is like a man who sowed good seed in his field and the good seed began at the appropriate time to produce a crop. There were results. Y'all aren't hearing me. There, there, there were results, but, but while men slept, while they were not conscious of spiritual truth and reality, an enemy came and sowed tares among the wheat. Now again, I'm not a farmer, but I did some study on wheat and tares, and here's what I found wheat and tares look identical to the naked eye until time to produce and, and and when it's production time wheat produces fruit and tares don't they have no fruit they, they, they have no results they just go to church they, 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 they have no results for their church going. No healings in bodies. No miracles in finances. No supernatural promotion. No, no debt cancellation. No supernatural favor. Ain't nobody talking to me. No edge in the marketplace. No prosperity. They just go to church. Problem is, while, while men, while church is going on as usual, what the enemy does is he comes and sows tares among the wheat and the tares become the representatives to the world of what church is about. Ain't nobody saying nothing to me. So, so, so they are the representatives. They're his signal of what church attendance is about. Doesn't do nothing for you. Doesn't give you an edge. Doesn't prosper you. Doesn't heal you. Doesn't make you any better. It's just somewhere you go on Sunday. Light a few candles. Rub a few beads. Anybody saying nothing to me? Turn a few circles. Sing a few songs. Grab your neighbor's hand and say, that's terrible. That's terrible. That's that's terrible. It's te terrible. It's terrible. It's terrible. Terrible. No, 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 no. That's terrible. He, he, he said, but, but see what happened. What happened? The, 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 real, the, the real seed of the kingdom produces. See, the problem is we've been having the wrong representatives representing us to the world. And the enemy has been succeeding. Lay your hand on your brother. Woo! Hey, lay your hand on your brother. Lay your, 
Lay your hand. I felt that. Lay your hand on your brother. Lay your hand and say, that's about to change, child. Tell them there are some kingdom children. There are some new creations that are going to rise and put this thing to work. I got to hurry. Watch. Okay. Okay. So Jesus Eborashtande is Kasende Lebore Basaste Maasekestando. See, the Holy Ghost just told me not to try to get it all out tonight. I'm trying to get it all out. He just told me to relax. Hey! Hallelujah! Watch. Okay. So, look at verse 29. But he said, he said, do you want us to, do you want us? Now, get, get what, get, ah, thank you, Holy Ghost. Get what he said. The, 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 the real kingdom church said, well, you, you want us to go fix this? He said, no, no, you just leave it alone. You don't, you don't need to be determining who wheat and tears are. Come on, say amen to that. Look at your neighbor and say, that's not your job. In other words, what, what, what he said is you really don't have discernment enough. You may kick out people I'm working on. Stay here. Are you there? He said, nope. He said, let both go together into harvest. At that time, I will say to the reapers, watch. First gather the tares, bind them in bundles, but gather the wheat into my barn. Now go down real quickly to verse number uh, 36. Oh, I wish I had time. Oh. I'll, I'll take it tomorrow. I'm going to go back to 13 and tomorrow. Nudge your neighbor and say, you better be here. And, and tell them whatever you got to do, cancel it. Look at, look, at verse, look at verse 36. Then Jesus sent the multitude away and went to the house. And his disciples came to him saying, explain to us the parable of the tares of the field. Let us know what this is about. He answered and said to them. So, so uh, and, and I've said this before. But it bears repeating right here. This is one of the few parables that Jesus explains himself. There's only a couple of parables that he actually explains himself. One is the parable of the sower sowing the word. This is another one. There's a couple others. Most of them he lets us figure out. But this is one of the ones he says, I'm going to interpret this one myself uh, so preachers don't jack this one up. I, I, I don't want people without in revelation knowledge to jack this up. This is too important. And we still have jacked it up because we preach this like this is about the end of the of the world like this is what jesus is going to do at judgment day this is not about judgment day and i'm going to show you how you can be sure it's not about judgment day in 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 the parable itself watch this then jesus said, he said explain to us the parable of the tares of the field and he answered them and said he who sows the good seed is the son of man the field is the world and the good seeds are the sons of the kingdom. Now, this is very important. Before I go any further, he says, he who sows the good seed is the son of man. Now, who's the son of man? Jesus. So he says, he who sows the good seed is the son of man. The field is the, is the world. Notice, the field is the world. And the good seeds are the children of the kingdom. So if you lay the interpretation of the parable over the parable, he says, a man, the, a, a man, the son of man, Jesus, sows good seed, children of the kingdom, into his field, the world. 
notice what his field is. It's the world. His field is not the church. His field is the world. Jesus, the son of man, is not trying to get people in the church. He's trying to get sons of the kingdom into the world. Church is not the destination for new creations. Are you there? It is not. Church is where new creations go to get the kingdom principles to go into the world and work them. I was reading this years ago and the Holy Spirit said to me, he said, son, church has become the university which, from which no one ever graduates. No, no, no one ever gets out. You come to church and you become a captive. You are my member. My member. Come on, say amen to this. Are you there? I'm not interested in members. I'm interested in kingdom children, raising children of the king. Because here's the truth. When you go somewhere and you get kingdom principles at work, you'll keep coming back together. You'll have to become a member. Now I understand corporate gathering and setting the solitary and family and being a part of that and people need that and we need to do more of that. I'm not as good as that as some people are. I admit. Look at your neighbor and say he's not a pastor. He never has been. Are you there? Yes. I said, are you there? Yes. But, but, but get it. The destination of Jesus is to get kingdom children in the world. Notice, not church children. Kingdom children. Not church children. Kingdom children. And I'm not saying you don't need to come to church. You need to come to the gathering of the called out. See the oh God, God. See the ecclesia church is the called out. The church are the kingdom children that have been called out of the system in order to learn another system so they can go out into that system and overcome that system with their system. Did you hear what I just said? Did it make sense to you? Uh, it, it'll make more sense uh, tomorrow. <laughs> Uh, and it'll make a little more sense tonight. So, so get it. So, uh, so get it. The field is the world. Everybody say the field is the world. Now, again, we've got to qualify the term world, which we'll do in just a moment. Go down to verse uh, 38. The field is the world. The good seeds are the sons of the kingdom, but the tares are the sons of the wicked one. Now, once again, sonship here, those with the nature and character of the good seeds are those, oh God, help me, are those that have begun to take on the nature, the character, and or the principles of the kingdom. They are functioning by another set of principles. Boy, this is so important. This is so important. See, see the, the church attendance is not what makes them kingdom children. It's the principles they're working by. Are you getting it? See, it's not where you go to church. It's what principles are you learning? Are you, okay. 
I'm, I'm, I'm ahead of myself. Um, look at verse, uh, so, 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 uh, so, so within this uh, church thing, there are sons of the kingdom and sons of the wicked one. In church. We're not talking about sinners here at all. We're, we're talking about those who are still functioning by the nature and character of the world and those that are functioning by the nature and character of the system, of the kingdom. Are you there? Are you there? Uh, the enemy of Sodom is the devil. Uh. So Jesus believed that there was a devil. That's important. Because <laughs> we got folk now that are teaching there ain't one. Sorry, there isn't one. There is one. Jesus believed that there was a devil. Devils. Are you there? I said, are you there? The harvest is the end of the age, not the end of the world, the end of the aeon, the end of the cycle. The end of the cycle of the system, the end of the age. There's going to come a time where the age ends. Not the world, but the way things are being done. Are you still here? The son of man will send out his angels. Oh, this is so good. The son of man, what's going to happen when, when, ah, uh, when, when the second, remember, remember, it, this is the time of the sounding of that seventh angel. Where the kingdoms of this world are becoming the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ. Now Jesus is talking about what the son of man is going to be doing at that very time. The son of man will send out his angels. See, there was an angel that came down. Son of man will send out his angel and they will gather out of his kingdom all things that offend and those things and those so watch this the, the the sons of the of the wicked one or that which the nature nature of the it's not just people he says he will gather all things that offend this word offend the greek word here is scandalon from which we get the english word scandal the word literally means the trigger on a trap the word scandalon means those things that have trapped He's going to go in and he's going to start gathering out of his kingdom those things that have trapped. So all the tares are not people. Some of the tares are things. Principles, dogmas, creeds, traditions that have trapped people in fruitless religion. Things that look godly but lack dominion and results. He's going to start pulling out things that have trapped people in religion. It's been fooling them for years, making them think that they're okay, but they're starting to realize I'm not getting any results. Are you there? He said he's going to start taking those things out and watch this, and the people, now this is the distinction that's going to come, and the people who practice lawlessness. And that's not just, that doesn't just mean sin. See, lawlessness is not just sin. These are people who are not governed by principles. 
They, they don't put any kingdom principles to work. They just go to church and say, what a law to make a way. What a law to work it out. No, he's not going to work it out. He, no, he's not going to make a way. He's already made a way. He's already worked it out. And it's your and my job to find out the way that's been made and what's been worked out and work it. Are you there? I said, are you there? How much time do I have? I have, according to this, 12 minutes and 13 seconds. So I'm going to use 12 minutes and 13 seconds. Now we got to qualify this. He says, he says, uh, the kingdom, whoo, he, he says, uh, uh, go, go back up to verse number, whoo, uh, Jesus help me. Well, well let, let me finish this. He says, he will take out all things that offend, and those who practice lawless, and will cast them into the furnace of fire. There will be wailing and gnashing of teeth. Then the righteous will shine forth as the sun in the kingdom of their father. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. Notice what he said. The result of this is the righteous are going to start shining. Now that in and of itself tells you this is not about the rapture. It's not about going to heaven because the righteous don't need to shine in heaven. That city already has light. Jesus is the light of that city. That's what the Bible says. So you don't need to shine in heaven. Touch your neighbor and say, ain't no need to be no shining there. Look at your neighbor and say, all your shining needs to be done here in a world that is dark. Are you there? Now we need to qualify. Lay your hand on your brother. Lay your hand on your sister. Tell him he's coming in for a landing, but he ain't nearly done. So, 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 so watch this. So, so, so watch. So, are you getting this? Lay your hand on your brother. Lay your hand on your sister and tell him, I am a son of the kingdom. Tell him, I am done with church attendance. I am a kingdom child. Now again, I didn't say you don't need to come to the gathering of the ecclesia. The Bible says don't forsake the assembling of yourself together. But when you come, understand, I'm not coming just to have my conscience salved. I'm not coming just to go to the altar and roll in the floor and boo-hoo and say, oh, Lord, help me. No, I'm coming. Oh, let me. I'm, 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 I'm coming to, to, get, to get more of the mystery unlocked. I'm, I, ah! Okay, okay, uh, okay. Woo! Uh, where I want to go. Okay, go back up real quick. Go back up real quick because we've got to qualify some terms here. Uh, are you with me? Yeah. Uh, are you with me? Uh, 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 Jesus is giving parables about the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God. You'll see these terms in scripture, both kingdom of God, kingdom of heaven. They are used interchangeably. The kingdom of God and the kingdom of heaven are words that are used interchangeably, but you've got to understand what the kingdom of God is. The word kingdom is the Greek word basileus. It means rule, realm, and royalty. Write this down. So when Jesus is talking about the kingdom of God, he's not talking about a location. He's not talking about a place. The kingdom of God is not a place. The kingdom of heaven is not a place. Actually, the kingdom of God, uh, I've heard it's, it's a government, and that's right 
in, in a sense, but the kingdom of God, and I'll, I'll give you the definition again. Uh, it, again, the word is basileus, B-A-S-I-L-E-U-S, and it means, the, and you can look this up in your strong concordance, your W.E. Vines, Spiros, Zodiates, Greek lexicon, interlinear Bible, whatever you want to look it up, it is all the same. It says, basileus, the rule. Okay, the rule is the government or the principles that govern. The kingdom of God are the principles or laws that govern God's realm or God's dimension. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna break this down for you and give you something you can sink your teeth into in just a moment. The kingdom of God, the rule, how God rules, how he establishes dominion. Are you there? The rule of God. It is the realm of God. The realm of a sovereign or a king is the territory over which that sovereign presides. The dimension to which their authority extends. So the, 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 the British Commonwealth the queen has a realm. The realm of the queen is all the territories over which that sovereign has authority. So the kingdom of God is the rule of God. The kingdom of God is the realm of God. The kingdom of God is the royalty of God. What do you mean by royalty? Royalty has to do with manner, protocol. It has to do with how things are done. See, God has a way of doing things, and he told you, my ways are not yours. Mine are from my kingdom. Yours are from your education, from your mom and them. Mine are from my kingdom. I have a protocol. I have an order. I have a structure. I have elaborashtan, the principles by which things happen and you learn my principles you'll get my results and I have a manner I have a manner I have an order I have a protocol I, I do things in a certain way and I have a realm now my realm is expandable see the realm of a sovereign is expanded whenever a citizen of the kingdom plants a flag somewhere where the sovereign wasn't previously ruling. I need somebody to hear. The realm of the king expands when a citizen of that kingdom plants a flag and establishes authority in a place where that sovereign was not previously ruling. This is why God wants you to have your own business. This is why he wants you to have your own house. Because the moment you get a business and you get a house, his realm has expanded to a place where it wasn't before. This is why Jesus, go to Luke 17, 20. Woo! But see, you can't go out there hemming and hawing and wondering how to do things. You got to have your principles down. 
So when you go out there, you know what you're going to do. And when you're faced with a dilemma and you're faced with a problem, you're not wondering, oh God, what? No, no, no. You know, because the rule, the principle is in you. Ah, oh, I wish I had. This is, ah, this is why God has you practice giving in church. Because he knows if your business is going to prosper, you're going to have to take that principle out there and work it. And when your CFO and your other people say we're going under and you say, okay, well, here's what we're going to do. We're going to give a hundred pair of shoes away. And they say, that's crazy. You say, no, 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 no. That's the principle. Hey! Sit down, children. Watch it. Look at your neighbor and say, somebody's going to get this. Say, the gathering of saints is a weekly dress rehearsal. It's, a, it's weekly practice for what you're supposed to be doing out there. Okay, watch. The kingdom of God, the rule, the realm, the royalty of God. Are you still in the building? I got to hurry with this. I got three minutes the god abu standa uh verse 17 chapter 17 of luke verse 20 now he was asked by the pharisees when the kingdom of god would come because he even talked about this kingdom thing and they don't understand it they're not born again and they're religiously entrenched and he said you talk about this kingdom man when is this kingdom going to come and he answered and said to them this is very important he said the kingdom of god does not come with observation. Woo! Nor will they or you be able to say, see here or see there. Huh? For indeed the rule, the principles, the government of God the realm of God, the protocol of God is within you. It, it, it's, it's, it's in you. So it goes wherever you take it. Now who's he talking about? You. Those of you that are followers of mine and have, so Jesus here reveals the powerful truth of God in the kingdom of God. He says the kingdom will not be located by natural looking. You're not going to be able to, oh, they got it, oh, they got it, oh, they got it, oh, they got it, this church got it, that church got it, no church got it. Every child of the kingdom has access to it. Are you still here? He says, he says nor can it be contained to a geographic location. You won't be able to say it's here or there or even there. See, heaven is not the kingdom of God. Heaven is the capital city of the kingdom. It's the capital city. Like Washington, D.C. is the capital of the United States. So if you're in Washington, D.C., you're in the United States. But you can be somewhere else and be in the United States and not be in Washington, D.C.
Why? Because the territory that is ruled by that city extends beyond the city. See, heaven is the seat of the government. Now, I'm about, I'm about to say something to you that if you'll pay attention, will, will change your life. So, the kingdom of God is within you. If Christ is in you by the person of the Holy Spirit, the nature, character, and authority of God is in you. It is, and, and the king, but, the, but see, the kingdom of God, is, it is within you, but it is operated by principle so see just because Christ is in you doesn't mean you can carry the kingdom because you may have the anointing but you have not yet discovered or disciplined yourself to operate by the principles of that anointing Now, this is why, this is why, this is why Jesus said, you must be born again. The term really in the Greek is not born again. It's born from above. That's what it actually says when he said you must be born again. In the literal Greek, it is born from above. Why? Because the principles come from above. And until the rule, the anointing from above comes in. This is why you must be born again. I really need you to hear what I'm about to say. Lay your hand on your brother, lay your hand on your sister, say you will hear this. Your being born again is not really so you can get to heaven. It really isn't. It really isn't. Now, now you must be born again, but the objective of being born again is not so you can get to heaven. The objective of being born again is so the anointing and the principles come down and they become resident within you. So now you're actually born from the place the principles come from. You're born from the place the rule comes from. You're, out of, you're born from the realm the glory comes from. <laughs> and so when you're born again, the principles come down. The rule comes down. The capacity comes down. You are now a carrier Of the realm and the principles you've been born from. Wow. Which is why when you hear them, they bear witness. 
because they're already that's what he said the, the kingdom is already in you every principle is in you all the dimensions are in you all the instructions are in you when, when, when you were born again you got it all now what you need to do is be instructed to the point that you become ah, disciplined a disciple a disciplined follower of those principles a disciplined follower of those laws that rule this kingdom so no matter what comes against you you don't cower to the system you work the principle that came down from above are you there that's why the bible calls you a citizen of heaven because that's where you're from. You new creation. You. It's why, and we're going to go to this. It's why the Bible calls you an ambassador. Watch it. An ambassador of the anointing. No, you didn't get it. An ambassador of the anointing. Not an ambassador of Jesus. I'm an ambassador of, of this anointing. These principles. This government. These Things that cause the world system to be overturned. I'm an ambassador. An ambassador is someone who is born somewhere other than where he resides. Born somewhere other than where they reside. Born somewhere other than they reside. You are in this world but not you are residing somewhere you were not born from an ambassador is someone who though they live in a place they were not born they operate by the government and principles of the nation they are from yeah, yeah. and when they know their principles and their rights they are granted diplomatic diplomatic immunity I am immune from the conditions of your nation I am immune from the conditions of your environment I am immune I am immune I'm immune to the coronavirus I'm immune to it you're not listening I'm immune it doesn't come from my nation You didn't hear what I said. See, some of y'all look at me. You better not say that. No, you have to say it. It's one of the principles. It's one of the rules of your nation. You have to say so. Ah! So Paul says, now then, we are ambassadors of the anointing. We are from the realm of the anointing. Lay your hand on your brother. Lay your hand on your sister. 
say this is where I come from. I come from the realm of the anointing. That's where I'm from. Lay your hand on your brother. Lay your hand on your sister. Tell them, I'm from this dimension. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Play, man. Play with it. Put your hand on your brother. Put your hand on your sister. I'm going to read this. I'm done. I am done. I am done. The Lord said this to me. Uh, whoo. Uh, some weeks ago, I was actually riding in the car. I was being driven here to church. This was probably just around the beginning of the year. And the Lord said this to me. Put your hand on your brother, your sister. He says, the kingdom of God, says, the kingdom of God is a spirit dimension. It is the realm of the spirit governed by the principles and the laws of the creator of the universe. It's that realm of the spirit, look at your neighbor and say, you have access to. It's a spirit dimension. It is the realm of the spirit governed by the principles and laws of the creator of the universe, Elohim, the eternal creator. He created all the principles by which this universe works. It is not a religion or a religious way of life. It is the place where the realities and the truths of the new creation reign in supremacy and finality. It, 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 is, it is the place where the realities and truths of the new creation reign. So you have to know the realities of the new creation. No, you're not listening to me. Because the rules of the old creation don't apply in the kingdom. The, prin the principles of the new creation are what govern the kingdom. Did you get it? Some of y'all shaking your head. You didn't get it. Lay your hand on your brother. Lay your hand on your sister. If you pray in the Holy Ghost, pray right now. Do it 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 now. Come on, open your mouth. Pray in the Spirit. If you don't pray in the Spirit, then just ask God to bless your brother, bless your sister, whose hand you're holding. I got to get to the world tomorrow. We got to understand the kingdom and the world. But lay your hand on your brother. Lay your hand on your sister tonight. Come on, open, 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 open. See, you were born from above, born from above. So these principles that govern that above realm could come and inhabit you so you would have the capacity to understand and receive them. Hallelujah. Come on, stand to your feet. Quick, stand up. Hey. In the name of Jesus, lift your hands before the Lord and just begin to worship.
Lift your hands before Him and just begin to worship. Lift your hands before Him and just begin to worship. Yes, God. Yes, God. This is why we preach. This is why we teach. Come on, lift up your hands. Lift up your hands, yes God. Lift up your hands. Lift up your hands. Say out loud, I am born from above. I am born from the kingdom of God. I have been born from the anointing that I might be an ambassador of that anointing in the earth. The principles that govern that realm are in me. The royalty, the protocol, the order that governs that realm is in me. The dominion, the rule that governs that realm is in me. And as I cover, as I discover, the mysteries, the secrets of the kingdom and work them in the world. They will overcome the world system. They will supersede the world's principles. They will promote me quicker, prosper me sooner, heal me supernaturally. The kingdom is within me. Holy Spirit, show me more and more how to operate in the principles that govern the anointing. And as you show me, I shall put it to work. And this is your assurance. I'm not to fear, for you have overcome this system Lord I thank you I am a citizen of the kingdom an ambassador of the anointing 
in the name of Jesus I am a new creation and the old creation cannot contain confine or fence in that which I am to be and that which I am to manifest the whole creation is waiting for what is to be manifest from the sons of the kingdom in the name of Jesus I thank you for it amen and amen did you receive did you receive anything I said did you receive anything then thank God for it right now just thank him for his word thank him for his word thank him for his word Ushers, get ready to help me with something here real quickly. Some of you by the Spirit of God just had a secret, a mystery unlocked for you. There are people under the sound of my voice, some of you are watching me live streaming. You just got, oh, that's how this business is going to prosper. I get it now. That's how I'm going to possess what God has told me belongs to me. I see it now. I understand it. And by the spirit of revelation, I know this as surely as I'm standing here. Lay your hands upon yourself. There are some of you, thank you, Holy Ghost, who as I was talking, the Holy Spirit was saying something other to you than what I was saying it was like I said something and the Holy Spirit took you into an avenue of truth concerning a circumstance or a situation that you are dealing with and by the Spirit of God an answer a solution a direction just came some of you just got some understanding about what God is up to concerning you lay your hands upon yourself thank you Lord. some of you were just strengthened something happened to you on the inside now here's what I need you to do under the anointing of the Holy Ghost and if I'm not talking to you then you just disregard me altogether but there are some people here the Holy Spirit just ministered to you in a very special way and before you leave this building you need to sow a seed for the word that says thank you Lord I have received not I'm believing I have received I know something just shifted 
on my behalf and in my favor. Now there's, there are many of you, the Holy Spirit witnessed that to you. As a matter of fact, there's about five or six of you, the Holy Spirit prompted you to get up and sow something while I was teaching, but you didn't want to distract or interrupt or you thought one of these guys might stop you. And they might have. But I'm telling you, as surely as I'm standing here, if you are one of the people I'm talking to, and this may not be for everybody, so if I'm not talking to you, please disregard me. Some of you are watching me live streaming, and the Holy Spirit literally just gave you an answer, gave you a solution. It's like a light bulb just came on, and you need to offer something to God in thanksgiving. I'm not going to tell you what to do, but there are several of you, the Holy Spirit, several of you. I'm not telling you what to do. There are several of you, the Spirit of God prompted you to sow a $100 seed. About four or five of you, you need to do it before you leave this building. And I don't know what's connected to it. I just know the Holy Spirit is telling me that I cannot leave this platform if I do not utter these words to those for whom it is given. So if that is you, sir, if that is you, ma'am, real quickly, real quickly, I want you to get something, whatever it is, uh, just raise your hand. The ushers will, will give you an envelope if you need one, or you can just bring it if you want to do it on a bank card, credit card, if you're watching me live streaming. Listen, I'm not playing with this. I'm not trying to receive another offering, although it is our custom here to receive a seed and then um, offering after the ministry. That's what we do here. But in this time, there's something specific the Holy Spirit is doing. He's doing it in some people's lives. And what I'm saying right now for some of you, it's just a witness of the Spirit of God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. As a matter of fact, the Lord spoke to me to sow something. And I'm going to sow it in this time as well. I'm going to sow it because the Lord directed me to sow it. But I need you, if that is you, to do the very same thing. Come on, keep smiling. You were happy just a minute ago. Now, if that's you, don't, don't, don't wait or hesitate or do anything. Get the envelope. And if that's you, just come and bring it and lay it here. Because I want to release us. I want you to get some rest because I want you to come back tomorrow. Because we, we're going deeper tomorrow. Are you glad you came tonight? Did you learn anything tonight? We're going to go a little deeper tomorrow. Glory to God. And then on Friday night, we're going to close this out. Oh, goodness, it's going to be a good week. And what I got to teach on Sunday, good God, you don't want to miss it. Oh, oh, it's, it's going to change your life. It's going to change your life. You say, how do you know? Because I already got it. Thank you, Jesus. I got more word than I got time. Yeah. I always wonder, uh, Pastor Mark, when people tell me they don't know what to preach. Good God, there's so much to preach. I never get done with anything. I just have to quit. Amen. 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 Look at your neighbor and tell him, you're holding me up. I need to go home. Tell him, if you've got something to sow, bust a move. Would you just tell him, just come on, come on. If, if God is dealing with you, just get up from where you are and come and bring it. Amen. Just bring it. Just bring it. Sing so they know they should be giving you alone are my, <laughs> you alone. You alone are my strength. If you're watching me live streaming and the Spirit of God is dealing with you about this. You alone.
encourage you to go ahead and do what he's telling you to do. Right there on your computer screen, right there on your smartphone, there's a way for you to donate. Just click the button. So as God is directing you, or you can text give. You can text C-E-M-M to 41444. Again, C-E-M-M to 41444. Follow the prompts and watch what God will do on the other side of your believing in the name of Jesus. Come on, stand to your feet. So my soul longeth after thee. You alone are my We're going home. Lift your head. Said, if you alone are my strength, you alone does my spirit speak. God bless you. You alone are my heart desire and I long come on lift your hands father in the name of Jesus as we leave this place tonight we do not leave your presence angels of God go with the people see them safe at their home keep them in peace and victory bring us together tomorrow again to gather in your presence in the beauty of holiness and as we depart now we declare the angels of the Lord encamp round about us and they deliver us because we are those that fear the Lord. Give them great rest tonight. Let them wake up refreshed and strong in the morning. In Jesus' name, I decree it so. And all the believers who agreed said, Amen. Hug your neighbor and tell them, I love you, you new creation, you. Bless you. Spirit, yeah. you alone are you alone does my spirit need you alone you alone are my heart's desire to worship